Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon with Brandon Wound uh, Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. So happy to have you along for our show. Woo-hoo! The love of our life, the delight, okay. the darling that we come to every every week. That's yes, right. indeed. We've got a really special guest on tonight from uh, from from somewhere yonder. A eh? who is it? It is Sheldon Nance from the Great White North. All right, Sheldon Nance. Hey. And uh, Sheldon, explain to the fine folks who are listening, and dudes and dudettes and everybody else, what exactly you do. Well, when uh, I'm not. Uh, working my day job, my superhero job <laughs> is uh building pedals for true north pedals. Awesome. I'm the the only awesome. person that builds them actually. So yes, it's a good <laughs> thing true north has you actually building them or else yes. they would go under. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They would. <laughs> I, I would. They are they have high they, they would have gone south. <laughs> you are undervalued at that company. <laughs> highly underpaid. Yes, and we're gonna ignore Tony's terrible easy joke there. Um, Tony who? <laughs> Pick the low flying low low uh, low hanging fruit there. Yes. <laughs> or the low flying well, fruit. That's a different thing. <laughs> low hanging oh, fruit. We've gone there. Hey everybody, we're gonna have a great show tonight. Um Sheldon makes some awesome pedals. And we can't wait to talk to him a little bit more about him and figure out how uh, he got into this mess. So um, let's get on with stuff. We need to thank a few people. Road! That's right, Road Mics. Thank you so much for providing this awesome audio gear, the Roadcaster Pro console mm-hmm. and the Procaster Mics with articulated arms. I love those. Um, that have all been finally mounted into Jared's old dining table. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, which whatever is it awesome. Takes. We love this table. And that was actually my Uncle John's. Rest in peace, Uncle. Thank you, mm-hmm. Uncle John, for providing Thanks, this awesome table that we drilled full of holes. Yeah. Rest in peace. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, so m- make sure you check Road Mike out um, if you are interested in doing your own podcasty type stuff or you need really killer uh like smaller audio equipment like for your camera or your for you know if you're shooting videos or demos or recording your band or whatever they got all that stuff that fits all over cameras and it's pretty good cool. it. just just check it out there's great stuff indeed so a big shout out to the nicks um without the k in australia um hello boys all Nick right, and, Nick. and then uh, I wanted to also bring a little bit of attention. We've had our pal Eric Marrow on a couple times. Hmm. You know, he's a pretty industrious chap, and he's got a new thing going on. He's got a actually he started his own podcast, and it says the he says oh. the new. I said, Eric, give me a little write up on this thing so I can tell the folks about you here. The new podcast is called the Pedal Demo Podcast. Hmm. Yeah, he. Does I wonder a- if they. 
Do they demo pedals on this podcast? Well, he does a lot of the demos. You know, most of his posts are about demos and stuff. Uh, and yes. so he said, hey, you know, maybe I should do a little cast about this. So it's called the Pedal Demo Podcast. Uh, he says it's pretty much what the name says. <laughs> End of story. Um, it is an audio-based walkthrough of a specific pedal each episode. We go through the features and hear the sounds from the pedal on guitar and bass. When possible, we check in with the builders of that pedal and hear the ideas behind the design and creation of the subjected pedal. So if you need some of that, go uh, go over and see what Eric Marrow's doing. I guess that's about, that's all the... Uh, Todd, I had a question. What is it that we do on this podcast? Some lady just joined us. What do you want? What? <laughs> Todd? Todd? Is this your mom calling me? <laughs> it would be a miracle if she did. Well, <laughs> come back. <laughs> okay, what do we do on the show, Tony? How about a nice please? What do we do on this nice show, please? <laughs> we like to talk about gear. We like to talk specifically about boutique gear and the builders of this gear. And that would be things like, oh, guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and all the good stuff. And occasionally, and I'm told that there's one coming up soon, we do right. 101s, which That's are right. what, Jared? They are nice little educational podcasts. And we talk about necks and pickups and guitar bodies wood you know speakers. speakers and all sorts of electronic -y guitar ephemera type stuff anything Ooh, that ephemera. you're using how to do it better but occasionally we have <laughs> experts who do know what they're that's, talking that's about true. and that prevents us from <laughs> saying stupid things that we wouldn't normally do yeah in a live situation it's great yes so so in a nutshell todd that's what we do on this podcast well i i'm glad that i showed up for this then this is great i, I can't wait to hear it um and speaking of that show that's going to be coming up soon i think there's still time for you guys to get your questions in dm me on instagram you can send them there that seems to be what most people are favoring you can also send an email todd at the guitar knobs.com and we'll get that queued up. I've already got a spreadsheet going. It's so exciting. Some people got can some you, fantastic questions. Can you put your uh, personal cell number out there too, Todd? I will not at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, okay, let's talk about what's going on in our music worlds this week. Gentlemen, starting with Tony, and then we're oh. going to check in with our friend Sheldon. Yep. Well, this week is is, is kind of fun. I always get excited when when these kinds of things happen. So um, I am in the process of gathering parts and putting together ideas for a, uh, a new guitar build that I will be doing hopefully in the not too distant future. Everything's really backed up uh, in terms of uh, production for like necks and, and bodies and things like that. But it's, you know, yeah, in a couple of months, everything should be together. And mm -hmm. um, so uh, a couple of years ago, I built a uh, Fender Maverick slash custom replica. And uh, just a quick refresher, that is a, uh, a chopped up late 60s uh, project that Fender put out using uh, leftover Fender Electric 12 bodies and necks 
and pickups. And then they decided, Hey, let's put a, uh, Mustang, uh, bridge and, uh, and tremolo system on it to, to even it all out. And then, uh, Hey, how about we cut up a couple of areas off the, the bottom? So it's kind of a, just an oddball shaped thing that, you know, they, <laughs> I guess at the time they didn't realize it was not a good use of old parts. They probably would have been better, you know, putting it into a, uh, you know, some recycling bin or something like that. But regardless, um, I made a, a replica of that. And um, I happened to, as, as I was showing it to some friends, there was a, a band up in Youngstown. Uh, actually, they were out of Pittsburgh, but they would play the club that I played in up there in the 80s. And uh, their name of the band was Car Sickness. And they were a little bit older than the rest of us. Uh, and we all kind of looked up to them because they were, uh, you know, they played it like in Pittsburgh at the electric banana. They, they were, you know, kind of a more than regional band. They went to New York and played and things like that. And the, the singer guitar player, his name is uh, Carl Mullen, who I believe still lives in Pittsburgh, um, had one of these guitars. Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and at the time I had no idea what it was, nor did, many other people but carl was you know a true artist's artist and he you know at one point put broken mirrors on it uh painted it yellow with you know polka dots kind of like the whole you know artistic kind of thing uh and uh it, it was it was you know, it was just it was it was always interesting to see what the guitar would look like as you know as years went by um and uh so a friend of mine reminded me of that and I said, you know, that's something else. And I, I did a little, uh, searching on the internet and found some photos, some old photos of car sickness and, uh, and then some current day stuff. And Carl had sold the guitar years ago, but he, uh, it stayed in Pittsburgh at a, at a guitar shop and he bought it back for his daughter when she turned 16. And, um, so there's some cool pictures out there of him playing it as it exists now. So, um, on a whim, I said, well, I'm, you know, I've got some extra parts. I'm going to put something together. And um, I, 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 I tracked him down on Facebook and I just, you know, uh, did a messenger over to him. And I said, you know, Carl, you know, we used to see you at Cedars and blah, 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 trying to build a replica of your guitar. Do you remember what the original color was? And, you know, he, you know, surprisingly wrote back pretty quickly and said, Oh, geez, that was a long time ago. I mean, I painted it so many times. I think it might've been dark red, you know, something like that. But, um, so one of the things I'm toying with, or one of the things he did to this guitar, cause it normally would have had electric 12, uh, pickups in it. Uh, originally when he got it or he didn't remember who did the modification, but it had two wide range humbuckers in it. And then as it exists today, it only has a wide range in the neck and a standard humbucker in the bridge. Um, so uh, I know a guy that makes wide range humbuckers who oh, dropped yeah. one off the other day. And uh, then I've got a, a Seymour Duncan uh, JB for the bridge, which is uh, like the pickup that he put in his most recently. So what I'm toying with now is as I get all the parts together and once I have, I might get two bodies done, one that I'll finish in probably a dark red and the other, I think I'm going to send to Carl and have him, uh, do his artist thing on it because now he is, uh, he's a painter 
and sculptor and occasional musician. He gets, you know, has, has some bands and things together, but his stuff is really cool. It's, um, it, it's just, re- I, I just love the stuff. And, you know, it, it, just to go back to what car sickness was, you know, they were kind of like, if you want to had to pigeonhole them, they were like, kind of like the psychedelic furs on jazz mm, and, that's and weird. Carl. And, and the thing I think that we all like most about Carl is he sang, you could swear it was Joe Strummer singing because he's, he was from, from Dublin, Ireland and he was a busker there. And when he came to this country, uh, you know, he, uh, he started a band and I think he might've came over right to Pittsburgh, but, uh, but it's pretty cool. But, you know, so we all kind of ran into the clash at the time too. And so it was our, you know, our little, our little clash band, if you want to call it that. That's cool. So, Yes, so there'll be more more posts about that as things uh, come together, and you know all the all the bits and pieces are together, and things finished, and finally when it's all assembled. Oh, so, that's fun! Yes, that's my favorite thing to do. Awesome, Sheldon. How about yourself? What's new with me? Well, well, I've never had really good amps my life, whole life. My my first guitar amp was a PV Bandit. You know that? Big, oh, we uh, know the Bandit. It's not a Bandit. It's got a <laughs> yeah. bad one. It's it's not a good one though either. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's all right. I've had like I think three. My current amp right now is just a uh, Boss Katana because I won't blow any tubes on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just got the uh, just uh, dove into the uh, IR world, so oh, I picked yeah. up uh, picked up the uh, the uh, torpedo the two notes uh, Cab M. So. Very cool. I've been been playing around with that. I've uh, been trying out some acoustic IRs with that. So, mm. and that's pretty interesting. Takes my my cheap acoustic and makes it sound like supposed to sound like uh, a Gibson Songbird. It doesn't quite, but mm. but let me tell you, the uh, software, the the Cab M software, I've been recording with that, and it is just my mind is blown. That's awesome. So. Other than that, that my my music world it's pretty small. You know, I live in a small town, and mm-hmm. it's there's not a lot of people to nerd out about with gear, and so yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Hey, for that uh, torpedo, do you you just go straight in? You run your pedals and, and into that, and then you go straight out into your computer, or how? Yeah, how, yeah. Uh, well, when I'm actually recording, I just use their uh, what they have the uh, wall of sound. Mm-hmm. I just use that, and that's got all the amps, and you can you know have multiple rooms and stuff like that. But this one, yeah, you could I, you can plug. It's the uh, Cab Am Plus actually has a uh, preamp built into it too now. Based around, I think it's the 77 uh, Princeton, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it is. Awesome. Or no, uh, Baseman. Oh, so basically, it's just to, it's a, a clean pedal platform, mm-hmm. to use a term that's that's used, overused now. Um, and so, yeah, so you can run directly into that, into the uh, torpedo, uh, into your interface, whatever you're using, and you know, you can get a, you can go from your standard kind of twin reverb, nice clean sound, mm-hmm. clean up to massive like angle four twelves and, you know, and then move around the mics wherever you want in the room. Yeah. Do they have so, a, a model for a PV bandit? 
<laughs> I haven't. I have to look at my software. They might. I would use. They it. probably do. They I probably would use it. it. Someone's made it. <laughs> Why not? You, you know, it's got to be out there somewhere. Somebody <laughs> wants that 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 early '90s sound of the yeah. solid state. If mm. not the bandit, maybe the deuce. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, so that that uh, the Cab M torpedoes is um. It's a pretty nice little thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've only had it. Well, I just got it about a week ago. So, um, but from what I've played with it, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, it's my back will be grateful. That's <laughs> awesome. Let's find yes. out what, what, what's going on with Jared. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, this was a very surprising, uh, guitar week for me. Uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, my good friend, uh, Dusty Bob, um, who owns a little guitar shop in Fremont, Ohio. I love that. Which is a real name. His real name is Dustin. Yeah. We all call him Dusty Bob. Dusty Bob. Uh, yeah. And he called me up and say, Hey man, my girlfriend was given a guitar by some guy she works with for free. He sends me the pictures. And, um, in fact, I sent you guys the pictures during our one of our podcasts of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I'm like, Gabe? Gabe? He, she's like, yeah, he just gave it. He said it's just been sitting around forever. They don't know what to do. They were just going to throw it away in the garbage. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's a 1956 Gibson J45. Oh. A real, I mean, a real one. So I strike a good deal. Well, his... His girlfriend looked up the price of it and saw that, you know, people are asking around five to seven thousand dollars for these things. And of course, she wanted that kind of money for it. And and uh, of course, no, uh, that didn't happen. But I got it the other day. I, I made a really good deal on it. Um, I, and I got it the other day and it sounds so great. Um, if anybody's ever played those old guitars from the fifties, um, early sixties, but I'm, I found out more of the fifties guitars of the Gibsons are really boomy sounding. They just, they just sound special. Um, the guitar is in great condition, uh, for, for its age. Zach blacklighted it and said that somebody did a really great job on uh, resetting the neck, uh, and it plays like a dream. The, uh, the the only bad thing about it is that was unexpected was if you look at the face of the, of the guitar, there's on the right side of the lower area, there's uh, it looks like somebody took a rattle can and just kind of sprayed it a little bit. And then I looked closer at that area, and I found out that there was a little square patch that was on the sun today. That's right. <laughs> and, and, uh, Zach took an even closer <laughs> look and he said, yeah, somebody put a patch in there. A lot of people seem to think that, uh, maybe there was a Jack and input Jack there, some sort or a pot or something that went to a guitar. Uh, I talked to Tony baloney here about it and he, he suggested something like that. Uh, but anyway, the patch, 
it, it was a great, great job on the on putting the patch in. As far as the wood, you could barely see the broadcasting cracks of where that patch is, as far as the wood. But the rattle can idea was crap. Yeah. Because it, it looks so off, you know. So. Well, the, the the problem is if you look at any of those older Gibsons, they never really used black. It was always a very, very dark brown. Right. And when you put black on top of it, it becomes so obvious. Not oh, to yeah. mention the two two couple of spots where the where the uh where the where the, the nozzle overshot. Yeah, there's two little dots, and then there's a couple of larger dots in the in the in the uh, white gold or the white the yellow goldish area. I mean, yeah. it's really obvious, and it looks awful. So, um, so said, what you gonna do with it? Oh, you know, I'll have a I'll have the old professional up north look at it for me and see what he can do. Oh. Um but he, if he said, "Nah, I'm not gonna do anything," then I I would probably just let it go. Um, I mean, the how, thing how about putting a sticker on it? I could do that. <laughs> a guitar right. knob sticker would look <laughs> you know, perfect, a right? Big Doctor No <laughs> sticker because that thing's enormous. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he he um, he may or may not do anything to it. I don't know. I gotta have him look at it, but it, it doesn't matter to me. I got it such a good steely price. Um, nice. It just needs the knobs redone. Uh, the, those things shrink and they just disintegrate when you try to turn them. But oh, the tuner knobs, the tuners, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm sorry, the tuners, and uh, they they work great. It's just the knobs have have shrunken. You know, like the the guy's head on Beetlejuice. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's so that's how it, it's so late. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that's an easy fix, though. Yeah. So I, I'm extremely happy with the guitar. It sounds so good. I can't wait to show you guys that guitar. I can't wait to play it. It's cool. Can I cannot wait. And good old Tony Baloney is going to put the right pick guard on it. You know it. I know a guy. Me too. Fantastic. <laughs> and that's about it. Thank you very much, everybody. For All right. Everybody's to got stories tonight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mine is a little bit shorter. Oh, hey, how about you, Todd? Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what I gotta say. I was playing, and I was playing, and I was like, "We, I'm done playing." And then someone said, "Dad, can you?" And I was like, "Hang on, I'll be right there." And um, and then the next day, um, I came down, and I, yeah, I I think I've shown this on Instagram, but I I've got one of those little uh, like uh, car mirror, um, round mirrors that you put on to like show a, it's like a convex mirror that says like, mm. Hey, here's something that you can't see. Well, right. I have that mounted on the wall because someone decided who's making amps a long time ago, like, Hey, let's put all the controls behind where you can actually see it and reversed, <laughs> which is naturally where you'd be standing. If you were playing in a show, Correct. um, uh, <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I can't understand why that do you, is. Still do you know a thing. why that was? Do you know why they did that? Please tell me. So, and back in the fifties or whenever, they would have only the vocals would go through the PA, and the That's amps right. would be in front of the band, mm-hmm. projecting the sound of the bass guitar and the other guitars mm-hmm. and keyboards. Well, and it's the not stuff. then. Now is it? <laughs> well, so the way my dad's band was, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, so I have that mirror up there because I can never see if the light is on 
if I have accidentally left it. And sure enough, I walked downstairs. I was like, no. And it had been on for 18 hours. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Fry some eggs on it, but that's all right. Well, no, it actually wasn't super hot, you know? So, I mean, it it was warm, (laughs) but I was, you know, that's so dumb. Freaking. Well, what the crap? It's not, it's not a big deal. I mean, I know the, in some studios, they keep the amps on 24-7. And as long as you're not running signal through it, you're not, you know, really taxing the, you know, the amplifier at all. It's the principle, Tony. It's dumb to put <clears throat> the, the, light, the light of the amp recessed below the top in the back backwards, Supro. You got to be smarter than the amp, Todd. Cripes. Anyways, I still love the sound of it, but Jiminy Christmas. Anyhow, um, so that's what was my dismayed <laughs> guitar guitar <laughs> uh, things this week. Uh. Uh, Tony, you know what my favorite number is? Three. Uh, 13? It's close. Take away 10, you get your left with three. And the reason three is one of my favorite numbers is because at Tour Gear Designs, you can get three packs. Huh. So you don't have to just order one. No, 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 no. You yeah. can. Wait, what, 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 what is this Tour Gear Designs? Tell me more, Todd. Shopping. Tour Gear Designs is the premier builder of patch cables, specifically the flat patch cable. Ah, they I are fantastic. And, they fit anywhere. Yep, they do. And they've got. Uh, they do a thing where it's basically like you get a three pack, right? And you can mm-hmm. get them in C shape. So that means, uh, like the letter C, like the letter C, or an S shape, or an S shape, like the letter S. And those do they have? Do they have kinds. a W shape? Uh, no, they don't. They don't have a W. Shape. You could make a W shape out of it. Yeah. But anyway, so they've got these uh, these three packs and these. Three packs. Um, it's pretty amazing because they start out at hold your horses. The three inch three pack starts out at nineteen dollars and forty seven cents. That's, That's a steal. That is pretty fantastic. That's a good price, but I think I, you can do better, Todd. I can do better. You know what? If you go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash guitar knobs, you're gonna save ten percent on that order. And you're going to wow. get some more. I know you are. So it's going to be even more savings. So make sure you head over to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash guitar knobs and get that 10% off the best patch cables out there that we have found. So thanks to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared? Thanks, Tour Gear. Uh, Jared? Well, uh, how about some of this? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Sheldon ends. True yes. North pedals. That's me. Tell us your four on the floor. All right. So my first pedal would be my uh, tuning pedal, which for most of my life, I've actually just used the the nice little uh, clip on headstock tuners, which yeah. everybody loves, loves to mock. Uh, <laughs> so I bought a... I bought a uh, tuning pedal off um, a friend of mine who passed away a year ago, uh, Alex Clay. He was a big supporter in the uh, gear world, um, and he passed away. And to help the family out, they s- sold some of his gear off. And one of the pedals that I bought off them was his tuning pedal. And now I've realized 
I can't live with those because, you know, how, how am I supposed to change guitars? So I chose, I, uh, for my first pedal. Yeah. It's, uh, my, uh, pitch black, uh, tuning pedal. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's cool. I'm glad that that, you know, helped somebody out and helped you out and yeah. So oh, you gotta stay in tune, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem with me and my Gibson. <laughs> the B. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so then this is where I struggled. My second pedal. Uh, there's lots of pedals that I want on there, but since I, it's just four pedals that I can have, I would have to go with the, uh, my version one of the Keeley dark side because yeah. you can fit a whole pile of pedals in one. Um, and I have with the version one, they actually have like an effects loop in there. So you can insert an overdrive after the fuzz. Mm. So, yeah. And then you've got your, you got uh, a great delay on there. You've got uh, modulation, which is what I, I use it for. Um, so, so yeah, that, the Keeley uh, dark side, that, I mean, you know, I'm also a big Pink Floyd fan. So. Nice. That's yeah. a great pedal. Yeah, we got to try that one out not uh, when, uh, mm-hmm. when was that? Probably what? Well, when Keely was on. It, well, it, it's probably. weird how that coincided with him being on. But <laughs> Really? I now know. that makes a lot of sense. It was just such a coincidence. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, that's my second pedal. Nice. And then, because I can't choose my own, which is killing me. Um, <laughs> rules I would is in- rules. Yeah, rules and rules. Uh, I would actually go with one that's actually been on my board for a long time as well is my good old Timmy mm. by uh, Paul Cochran. Yeah. Yeah, and I would actually, this is where the, my, the version one of the dark side comes in because I would insert that. Just I would have my Timmy just, just like on the verge of breakup. Mm-hmm. And I insert that into the effects loop so that it is coming after the fuzz, but before the uh, modulation effects. Because hmm. I've never been a big fuzz person until I learned how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. You know, going into that clipping app, but I usually play very clean. My app is usually very clean. So I like to have basically kind of like an amp breakup before the fuzz. So yeah. I insert. Yeah insert the Timmy. That's, so. that's great. I, you know, yeah. a lot of, uh, conversation, I mean, a lot of conversation, probably half the conversation in the guitar world is, do you put your fuzz before or after a drive? And <laughs> does tone wood matter? That's, that's basically <laughs> a, almost all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm playing around with where your, where your fuzz goes and what's driving it. And then like, if you do have something driving it, do you back off your fuzz and how does that affect it? That's all part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. And then I guess that leads to number four mm. and that would be going back to my good friend Keely, the, uh, echoes. Oh yeah. Echoes delay. Yeah. That's a good um, one. So yeah, that, that was a, I used to use a TC electronics, uh, Nova repeater. Um, but then, you know, I'm a huge, I love like the old, like tape echoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when Keely put this out, I was like, the, 
you know, with, you know, it has memory on it. So you can have like, I think three or four patches saved. Um, so that, yeah, having a good delay is, is, you know, key for me, you know, so that would be my last one. Um, you know, well, awesome. That is yeah. that's a solid board. It really I mean, is. That, yeah, that the, I mean the the uh, the Pink Floyd pedal is just oh. uh, that that has every uh, as many things as you'd want. It has everything yeah. else on your board actually. It has. <laughs> yeah, basically. And honestly, that is the one pedal. If I were to just have, they say you can have one pedal to go. That that's the first. That's what I would grab because mm-hmm. you know I can have. I can have kind of, you know, an overdrive, you roll the knob back you know, on your guitar. You've got a bit of nice, decent overdrive, you know, turn it up. You got your fuzz, you know, and overdrive, fuzz, delay and reverb, like all in yeah. one thing and, and, like, and modulation for Pete's sakes. Kind of like a Pink Floyd sound. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Totally. I think it has reverb. It has reverb in it, right? No, just kidding. No. <laughs> Minus the reverb. Everything I said is, is correct. <laughs> uh, Anyhow, well, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. We love hearing the uh, four on the floors from from all of our guests and uh, and even people out there who but are listening to the show. especially pedal makers. Yes, especially It's always pedal interesting makers. to see what, what pedal makers choose. That's right. Yes, and how much it pains them not to use their own pedals oh. in this. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how hard it was because I have used my pedal, pedals for longer than anybody else has. So, I mean, I design for myself. Really, that's what I do. So awesome. Well, let's get on to hearing more about that. How about we do that right now? All right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Sheldon Ends of True North Pedals. And it, for those who maybe are not familiar or just want to go look at some eye candy, where can people go to do that right now, Sheldon? Well, you can go to my website, uh, truenorthpedals.ca. Uh, and on Instagram, it's true North pedals, Facebook, same thing. Um, that's, I mean, it's just one person. So I, I'm sometimes I'm a little bit slow on updating the website. So, and that I'm not, I'm not also great at computers. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. Uh, so but usually I, I'm better at updating like on my Instagram and Facebook pages and stuff like that. So. Mm. Well, I'm sure we will all be very forgiving when it comes to <laughs> what you're doing on the internet and what you're putting up there and all that business. So, uh, you got some great eye candy and I do encourage everybody to go check it out cause it'll make a lot more sense to check out in front of your face, what we might be talking about. So you are making some mighty nice pedals up there, my friend. Well, thank you. Indeed. You sent us the uh, tell us about the two pedals you sent us. Let's just do that. Well, I sent you first. It's kind of like my my bread and butter, uh, uh, as people have said, is the Tweed Drive, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the very first pedal I put out. Well, for kind of the first pedal I really put together for myself too, uh, because like I said earlier, I usually run a very clean amp but I don't like to be clean all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I was looking for something that had that fender, like that tweed breakup, mm-hmm. uh, which I find 
find really, really warm. You know, it's just, it's just like a, a warm blanket. Warm, <laughs> warm blanket, blanket is exactly just the like right that. word. Yeah. You know, you get that tone, the, the tubes just cooking just right. And, you know, that amp, you know, so not that I've ever actually owned, owned one of those, but I can imagine that's what it would feel like. So mm-hmm. needless to say, I worked for a few years on, cause I'm not that smart of a person. I'm not an engineer. I, uh, I just, you know, I came up with something and I You're clearly part. a smart chap because you've got some great things going on. Do, <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know. <laughs> well, I say thank you. I may know a little bit different, but. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a DI originally a DIYer and you just, you know, did it out of necessity because couldn't afford what I wanted. You know, mm-hmm. those, so I, I had to figure out how to do it for myself. Cool. And so, yeah, the tweed drive, you know, it's got the, uh, it's fairly, fairly simple. Um, it's got the vol- volume out, uh, for your main level. It's got the, uh, gain and tone, tone knob. And then I've got two switches, one for, uh, it's like a diode switch, you know, switching out, you know, the, the original diodes in the, the pedal and with, uh, some, uh, LEDs to, you know, give it a little bit more oomph, mm-hmm. you know, you know, get, and that, that's a, a little bit of oomph, oomph. Oh, you yeah. know, and as you crank that up, it this was a pleasant side effect of it. You know, as I, as you turned up the gain knob, that's where you get on the LED setting is where you get the, uh, I call it my Neil Young sound. Mm. It's just, you know, when you crank those old two, uh, Fender tweed amps, mm-hmm. it just got kind of fuzzed out a little bit, mm-hmm. but in a good way. And that, you know, I, first time I cranked it, I was like, oh, this is just like, like Neil Young in a box. Mm. You know, th- this is, you know, that, that's my sound. So needs to say all the other sounds in between there, are, you know, in my opinion, are, are pretty nice too. So, um, and then, then just rat, you know, you know what Neil Young in a box sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of LEDs, the thing that I thought was really cool is while you don't see an LED when the, uh, from the top of the, of the pedal, when you engage the, uh, the, uh, the pedal, it's hidden underneath yeah. the tweed cloth that is on the outside of the, mm-hmm. uh, of the case. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it bleeds that was through. Clever. I, yeah, I've gotten a few emails from people that have bought in from me. It's like, how do I know the pedal's on? <laughs> I like, it's very plug it clever. in and hit the switch. And I purposely, I, when I test, when I test every one, I make sure that, uh, the switch, the pedal is actually off so that, they're like, where's the light? How do I know it's on? They <laughs> click it on, and it's like, oh, cool. Now, let me ask, is that something that was, you're like, you know it would be really cool is if I didn't cut the hole in here and try to make it look all clean, or was it that? <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't know how I came about that. I think I was just one day, like I used to, the, uh, when I first started covering my, the pedals in tweed, Mm -hmm. this was way before I even considered going into having my own business. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just, I forgot to cut it out. The, the hole out for the, (laughs) the the first time I turned that on, I looked at that. I'm like, 
I know cool. exactly how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. I forgot to cut the the hole for the the uh, the LED to come through, and and it was a happy little mistake. That's we a, call that great. a brilliant mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a happy little tree. Yeah. In the unboxing that I did, this is no small feat to to do a clean job, a really clean job on that material and that small of a thing. You, you, I wouldn't want you to see some of my early models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and it, you know, I've, I think I'm at 260 that, you know, I, I'm relatively a relatively small business. So I I've hit just past 250 pedal of the tweed drive pedals sold, you know, so That's I mean, awesome. I, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Did you decide on the tweed? Was that like, was that the genesis of the whole thing where you said, look, if I'm going to make a tweed pedal, it's going to have to be covered in tweed? No, I actually started covering them in tweed before. Um, it's actually a bit of a pain because printing does not like to stick to the tweed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to, there's probably about six coats of clear on, on the pedal just to hold that, the, uh, the writing on, mm. you know, I have to put three coats on so that the, the, uh, the printing ink doesn't soak into the tweed. Mm-hmm. And then I have to put another three coats on top of that so that, uh, the doesn't lettering off. doesn't huh. flake off. Yeah. So, um, but it was, I think I was, there's these things that people DIYers use called water slide. Mm-hmm. And I am horrible. Like I have never put one on that has looked good. So I'm like, well, I want to make something look good. So I started looking up how to attach tweed. I'm yeah. Like, I like those old amps, you know? And so are you out. just, is that just like a spray glue? How, how are you adhesing that? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, now I use, I just use a spray 77. Mm. Uh, just a, yeah, a good kind of a, just a, not a cheap glue, but yeah. A very effective one. one very effective. It holds it on. Impossible to get off your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is why I wear gloves. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I started off with a, a two-part, five-minute epoxy, mm-hmm. and that just took forever. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been a pretty big mess, too. Yep. Yep. And smelly. Mm-hmm. So, then I I uh, was a friend of mine, Sean. He's like, why don't why don't you try spray 77? I think it would probably work a lot better. And I haven't looked back. It, it's yeah. cut down my build time. Like, like I used, it used to take me like three or four days to cover a pedal in tweed in, well, a batch of say 30 pedals in tweed. Mm. And now I can get most of that done in about a day. So you tried something and it stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So you sent us that one and then you also sent us the, Lumberjack. Mm. Hey, my lumberjack. Guy. That's a fun I'm pedal. Okay. <laughs> I think I actually yeah. said that in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> How can <Yeah>. you not? <laughs> not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. sure not. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that one, it's um, it's a, a very simple overdrive. You know, I like, I like, I just, I like overdrives. Really, me too. Um, but with that one, I was like, you know, a lot of people have have um, the a fuzz pedal 
with a, an octave up, like the mm-hmm. traditional green ringer kind of octave up mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're always mixed in there. Like you can't shut the, usually you can't shut the um, octave effect off. It's just, it's there with the fuzz. Well, I'm not, I don't always use fuzz. So I was like, well, what if I combined it with an overdrive? And I felt that kind of worked. But I also like, when I build something, I want it to be functional because people spend a ton of money on pedals. Mm -hmm. And I want, when they buy something from me, I want it to be, want them to get kind of like, I want it to be versatile. Yeah. You know, if you can't find the sound in one setting that you want, I want you to be able to find it at least, you know, in another setting, you know, so that's why with that one, I put the, uh, the gain switch, you know, it's not like a massive, like you're going from like a, uh, like a boost pedal to like a metal zone gain difference, but Mm -hmm. just enough to, it gives it a little bit thicker sound, uh, a little, a bit of an increase in like the, the drive, but also it just get, gets, well, I think I already said this. It gets thicker. Yeah. No, it gets um, a lot thicker. This has got, this has a lot of oomph behind it for sure. So if you want it. Yeah. And I do yeah. like the idea of having an octave attached to an overdrive rather than a fuzz because yeah. to your point, for, at least for me, it's, it's a slightly more useful effect because sounds Let's call like it fuzz, a flourish. It's a flourish. Yes, it is. It's, a, it is. I love the idea of just kind of giving it a quick zap, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, with the the fuzz, I was like, you know, again, you know, a lot of people will combine the fuzz or even say an overdrive with the octave, but they won't give the option of turning it off, the octave on or off. Right. It's either on or, well, or you don't have the effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, and like I said before, you know, I'm about versatility. You know, people spend a ton of money on these things. So, how you know, how much more does it cost me to put that, entire circuit on, onto its own, own foot switch. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and that way I figured, you know, if people want to use, try the octave if on, uh, another, on a, say on a fuzz that doesn't have the octave, well, you just turn the stomp the, cause it has two foot switches, you know, you just turn the, the overdrive off and you can use the octave on any, any other pedal you want. Super cool. So super good idea, man. So yeah, that's the the lumberjack. Right on. And then you you also have uh, this other one called the Aurora Dual Drive. Yes, and this is where my lack of uh, skills on the interwebs uh, comes in. I have not ch- changed it on the website yet. Uh, I actually, I mean the the I loved the enclosures mm-hmm. of that, like the. the uh, the shimmery, the color changing effect that it had, but I just, I, I was having problems getting the graphics to stick to it. Mm-hmm. So I changed, actually changed that one. Now I am going to update the website pretty soon, hopefully, um, to it's now actually the tweed deluxe. Oh, oh okay. okay. So I've, I've covered the, the enclosure in tweed, like the tweed drive, but, uh, now that the tweed deluxe, yeah, or what is on the website, the Aurora mm-hmm. is the Tweed Drive. And then one of my other pedals, the uh, Northern Lights Boost, which is a germanium, or it's uh, based on the treble booster. Mm-hmm. But um, then I've got, you know, it goes 
a treble boost, uh, then a, uh, kind of a mid range setting and a full, then a full range setting as well on mm-hmm. there. And then in between those two, like I've got it running like a B, it would be the, the boost going into the drive, which is my personal favorite anyways. Mm-hmm. But then it's got a switch toggle switch where you can switch the order. So you can, if you want more like the boot, a boost in for a solo, you know, you can use the, the, uh, the boost for that. So, and that I've, I've sold a couple of those already and I've got two more, three more sitting on my desk just waiting to be put together. So awesome. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, and it was all based around the, my, the original tweed drive anyways. So I figured it was probably just a natural progression that I moved that over to cover it in tweed. Cause it's kind of what I've developed my name with. So. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier uh, in talking with us, this this wasn't your day job. Do you mind us asking what <laughs> what your day job is? Yeah. Well, uh, well, I started. I guess it was in December. Uh, out of necessity, uh, you know, pedals were not paying off as well as I had hoped mm-hmm. over COVID. Um, I, I work for a company called Razor Tip Industries, uh, building. Uh, uh, py- pyrographics, uh, they're oh, wow. wood, bur- wood burning tools. Okay. You know? cool. So still kind of in the arts and it's a lot of fun. It's re- it's a great place to work. You know, I, you, have you s- hooked up with Cindy Huell? Mm, that's right. No. Cindy. Oh, my friend, you need to get a hold of her. Yeah. Yeah. She is over in, um, in New York and Brooklyn. We did an episode with her. Carmine street guitars. That's what I was just going to say. Carmine Street Guitars. So we did actually two episodes from, we did Carmine Street Guitars and we did Cindy Huell. So, um, and her specialty is she does these designs, uh, wood burning these bodies and and everything else. And that's like, that is her thing. Really? Oh, yeah. If she does it for a living, there's a very good chance she might actually have one of our machines. Because Razor Tip... Uh, burners are some of the some one of the top uh, burners in the world. Well, if she's not, there's an opportunity, my <laughs> she's, friend. She's gonna. But yeah, you, yeah, definitely hook up with her. I, I think oh, cool. you know because now you guys have both been on the show, so you got yeah. two things in common, three That's things right. in common. You love guitars. <laughs> you you uh, are both in. The, you both do deal with the wood burning stuff, and you both been on the show. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. You said that you started building these out of necessity, but one doesn't just say, you know, necessity because you're like, I really can't afford pedals, but I want pedals and I want to make some pedals, right? Right. But you had to have had some kind of inkling of how to do this, or did you just say, I don't know how to do this and I got to figure it out? I didn't, I knew nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even, could barely even solder. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> and I had a pedal that I kind of liked. It was the, um, Dan Electro Daddio. And it was, you know, those old kind of, they look kind of like a 50 style. Little plastic uh, things. No, I no, mean, these it, were the metal. Uh, the, the original ones had the, the original metal. Yeah. The original Not ones were the original nineties one. They were made from gotcha, cast gotcha, aluminum gotcha. or cast yeah. ink or something. Looks like kind of like a fifties, forties, fifties style uh, cars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it was okay, but I'm like, Oh yeah. If only I could get rid of this fizzy overdrive, you know, when I turn it up 
And so I started, I just started researching because before that I was using, you know, with my band, I used to tour with, we, um, I just had a digital, uh, I think it was a Rocktron chameleon. Uh, it's a 24 old school, 24 bit digital processor, all digital distortion and delays and everything. And mm-hmm. it was okay. It was good. You know, for, before, for, then. for then the early stages of speaker emulation, it was not bad because we ran direct, mm-hmm. which oh, was wow. a lot of fun. Um, and so I got off of that and I wanted to see if I could, I, I found a place where I could get some parts uh, to modify this, uh, this pedal of mine, you know, I found stuff on the internet, you know, how to, how to fix this, pe- the fizziness and EQ on it. And, um, so, and I went to my father-in-law who is now a, re- he, uh, he's retired. He used to work with the coast guard building radio towers and antennas and stuff for the guy. And I'm like, can you teach me how to solder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I want to do this, but I don't know how. So, uh, yeah, so he taught me how to solder and, um, followed the instructions on this, this kit that I bought and I did it. I think I finished about, it was a Christmas present for me and I finished it about two in the morning Mm. and it worked. That's so (laughs) exciting. When it works. Then you're hooked. um, Yeah. Then the next one I was like. Oh, well, if I can do this, I'm an expert. No, not really. <laughs> uh, so I decided, I'm like, well, you know, I need a treble booster. You know, or I figured out, you know, treble booster, it works for, for a lot of the old guys, you know, the old classic rock, you know, how hard can it be to just put one together on a homemade circuit board? Mm-hmm. Well, I, that, that box is now my testing box for all my circuit boards that I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how good it turned out. But, um, so just my experience, a lot of it, um, my building just came out of, uh, bouncing ideas, you know, you know, running into problems. You know, I go to my father-in-law, he would look at the schematic. Okay. We'll try this. Okay. You know, so, um, then, you know, come back and try and fix what I, he suggested and, you know, and lo and behold, it actually works. <laughs> uh, you know, learned a lot of stuff, just talking with people like, you know, one of the guys that had really, uh, kind of took me under his wing, giving, you know, giving me advice was, uh, Robert Keeley. Mm. He's a huge, like the guy, you Such know, a nice he guy. helps it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I can't say enough about that guy. You know, he's helped me out a number of times, just advice on how to, you know, what to do next with your business and just, yeah, just a nice guy. And he, he told me, he's like, Sheldon, like I sent him kind of a prototype before I actually had the circuit built for the, or the circuit boards built for the tweed drives. And I, I sa- sent him one and he said, the only thing that I can pick apart from this pedal is that I don't know what the knobs do. I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to, you know, I, to like silk screen and stuff onto this tweed, you know, he's like, well, find, if you can find somebody that does UV printing, he's, he's like, UV printing should stick to it, you know? So that was kind of like this, the final, it's like, Got but he it. said, oh yeah. He also said that Sheldon, the world needs this pedal. He's like, it is such a good pedal. Um, which, oh man, you know, coming from, from a guy like that, Fantastic. you know, it's like, he's like, if, 
easily. The only thing that he can pick apart on it is the labeling on it. You know, if you know, feels good, feels good to you know have something that I've kind of worked on for a couple of years, tweaking and stuff. Because you know, I don't have education in electronics. I, I just you know, I pull parts, and if I don't like the results, I put them back. <laughs> you know, finally, you know, after to you know, without the education, it took a couple of years for me to get there. But then, then it just you know, I felt like I had a really good product and you know uh, that's great man yeah that's a good story i love that 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 happened between you and keely that's yeah. fantastic that's uh, he's been a he's been a really great guy to get to know uh sadly i haven't gotten to meet him yet you know can't cross the borders yet to get down to oklahoma but mm-hmm. uh someday i'll get down there you know maybe i'll steal some ideas you get and, to a nam show and yes He'll for yeah, sure be there. And he's just as nice in person. He really yeah. is. Yes. He's, he's a warm person. He's a good guy. Yeah. We have a picture of Jared and him together, which is one of my favorite pictures in in our guitar knobs history because yeah. he, it looks like he could put Robert Keeley in his shirt pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, it's like a and, little action figure. And and he's and he it's not that Robert's that small of a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just a big dude, man. <laughs> it's it's just great, and it's two and my it's two weight, people David. that I really like and admire in the same picture in oh. a, at a fantastic place, and I just love that picture. So cool. Um, well, man, I really sh- appreciate you sharing all this stuff about your awesome pedals and your your backstory and everything. It's it's fun to get to know another builder out there. Um, and to chalk them up, say, okay, we got another friend out there. We like this. And, uh, and also to share everybody else who isn't aware, who may not be aware that here's some great pedals you can go check out. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, um, we are going to segue over to Jared's little shack in the back of his, uh, property lot. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the little shack in the corner of my property lot, where I am going to host a little game of Would You Rather. That's a little pitchy, dog. (laughs) I was tempted to join you on the harmony there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this week's Would You Rather. It's brought to you by me. Uh, I was scrolling on the old social media today and uh, saw a picture of good old Pete with the who in in the air. Pete Townsend, just to be clear, everybody, if you're not not sure who he's talking about. (laughs) Uh, There was a, it looked like um, a Telecaster body with a Stratocaster neck. And uh, I thought that was really interesting, and that sparked a, a, a would you rather. So here's my would you rather. Mm. You go back in time about, what, 40 years? Yeah, 40. Maybe a little longer. No, yeah, 50 years. Around 50 years, give or take. Because listen to the choices here, ladies and gentlemen. You're at a Who concert. You're backstage. And good old Pete Townsend says... He's going to smash a guitar at the end of the show. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sign the, instead of throwing it out on the, st- uh, to the people, he's going to keep 
the pieces on the stage and he's going to sign the pieces and give it to you. Mm -hmm. So would you rather, would you rather have the telly body with the strat neck pieces guitar that he busted all up? Or would you go with one of the maroon mid seventies modded triple pickup Norland era Les Pauls? Mm. And that will also be in pieces. And by the way, <laughs> I saw one of those in person while it was being restored back to one piece. It was freaking awesome. That is a great question. Yep. So that, that, that three pickup, was that the one that had the, uh, he had several of them like that. So what he would it do had was like a humbucker in the middle and then two minis on the outside. Yes, it was two minis and I, it was either a P90 or a humbucker. I, I think, think you're right. It was a humbucker. Humbucker in the middle. Humbucker in the middle and the minis outside. <laughs> That's right. And not only that, he didn't just, they didn't just put like a special pot in there. They would carve out another third of the cavity oh, and put in six two knobs more on that. That's right. Yeah, six, knobs. six knobs. Okay. So it was like, wow. it made the guitar lighter, right? And probably easier to break. So <laughs> nah. there you go. That's, that's what that guitar is. Or you could take the fender. The fender probably won't be in as many pieces because, I mean, it's a maple neck, for God's sakes. You know, he probably, you know, put some dents. You're in the way overthinking this. Well. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Uh, Tony Baloney, what are you doing? Well, I'm thinking that probably the uh, the the telly. If it has a, even if it has a strat neck, will probably survive the crash. I saw that photo too. It's yep. that thing. That was like thirty feet in the air. Uh, it was way up there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you I, could pick it back up and play it. You know. I mean, hopefully Pete didn't try to catch it because <laughs> oh he would have got clobbered. <laughs> but I'm thinking that uh, even if that took a hit from thirty feet, it probably could be pieced back together. Uh, you throw a Gibson, you know, five feet off of a of a stand, and the headstock breaks. So five inches, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, five inches. Mm. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the with the, with the with the telly that just and, yeah, just so you can have better it, luck of putting it together. Yeah, piece it back together, maybe a little bit more so than the than the than the Les Paul. I want to throw I want to throw a curveball in this too. Okay. What if? the parts that, that he signed of the guitar mm -hmm. were the inside of the broken wood. So if you put it together, you wouldn't have a signature anymore. Oh. Yeah, that's a little different then because, yeah, if you glue it back together and you're gluing over the signature. It would say P. Ounsend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who's P? Nah, I'm, I'm, sticking, I'm still sticking with my, my original thing. I'm going with okay. the Fender. Well, all right. Jared, man, I don't know. It's I made myself think about my own. Would you rather? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I seem to gravitate towards more towards Gibson Les Pauls. But I think the really cool factor about because this is a, that picture said it was taken in 1967. Therefore, we know that was not a Les Paul custom. Oh, or I'm sorry, a um, a Telecaster custom. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Telecaster custom, and a Telecaster custom has a like a Stratocaster headstock, 
a wide range in the neck ah, and then a, yeah. a regular bridge. Yeah, regular but, that, but for not in 67. Yeah, not in that, 67, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think it's an actual Stratocaster. It says that, that, that my guess is, my speculation is that is an actual Stratocaster neck on a Telecaster body. So probably be, from, from a Strat that had got busted up from another thing. You, you just uh, right. popped the neck on it. And just because of the weirdness factor of doing that back then, I have to choose that one. That's okay. why I choose that one. Because it's weird. All right. Um, I do need to make a correction. It didn't have six knobs. It had four knobs and two extra toggles. Two extra toggles? Yeah. yeah sounds right. Yep. Um, and those were number one and number five guitars. Number... Yep. Three was a gold top. Okay, uh, let's see here. Mr. Sheldon, what are you choosing? See, I'm torn because I love a good telly. And having that strat neck on there would just be strange enough for me that it'd be different than the telecaster I already have. Uh, but I love I love a Les Paul too. So but I think I think I would have to go with the telecaster. Partly, you know, depends. Am I if I'm am I fixing it up or am I hiring somebody to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. If it, if I'm fixing it, definitely the Telecaster. Because mm -hmm. no one's. I think, I think to you it. have the op opportunity to. Yeah, you can either fix it or display it or do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to fix it. Mm. I probably would because it's uh, if it's not being played, it's not. Why would you not play it? So interesting. Yeah, I think I, I'd go with the Telecaster. Okay. All right. God, what about you, brother? I'm definitely taking Liz Paul uh, because number one, I would display it um, because it's a broken one, and that's that's a piece of history right there. And they're still heavy, even with that extra wood carved out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and and also the weirdness with the extra stuff. I think he was just having maybe some envy from some ent whistle envy. Um, from all that guy's crazy base. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the, the Paul on that for sure. Awesome. And, and cause that's when he started numbering them too, which is like, you know, then you got the number 70s, factor. So, uh, that's a good one, Jared. Check good you job, out coming Jared. up with a good, Ooh. would you rather, um, Tony, we got to thank a few people and then we're going to say goodbye to our friend, Mr. Sheldon. Oh yes, we do. We have to thank a special group of people. These are our executive producers. Right. Now, Jared might be wondering what is an executive producer? What is it? I don't know. And how do you become one? How do you become one? I'm going to tell you right now. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple of levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor of this very podcast. Each level comes with some really great thank you gifts and things like t-shirts and barefoot buttons and keychains and picks and stickers and all kinds of great, 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 great stuff. But as an executive producer, you get all that great stuff and one thing more. And what is that, Jared? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's so right. that's what I'm going to do right now. So let's thank. You know what? We've got a new executive producer this hey, week. Hey, who is it? Well, he's actually a returning executive producer. He took a leave of absence 
and decided that he couldn't live without sponsoring the podcast, becoming a patron of it. So welcome back, Mr. Mike D. Good to have you back. Good to have you back, bud. Uh, How about Elad Mazrahi, Mark Garten, Rob Saxby, Gary Cooper, Douglas King, David Rando, Jason Roush, John Jackson, John Williams, Ty Harmon, Richard Kendall, James Pennington, Bill Gola Guitars, Matt Hart, James White, Britt Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. All right. Not so fast, Todd. I'm not Give me back that microphone because we have an extra special group, our grand poobas. These are the executive producers. You know, they live up in the penthouse suite, and they also have a fez that they wear during each and every podcast while listening to it. So special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, and Tyler Rines. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All thank right. You. you better believe it. We really appreciate it. We got some fantastic stuff coming up for um, our. Uh, patrons and especially oh. our, our poobahs and and everybody else so uh we're, mm, we're really excited absolutely. about that sheldon ends true north pedals where can people find you you can find me on the usual facebook and uh instagram at uh, true north pedals or at uh, true north pedals.ca tony how about yourself yes well, let's just say you need a special pick guard you're changing out pickups you're doing some crazy build that does not exist like me yes head over to pickguardian.com check out some of the things i have available for sale online uh probably best to just send me an email let me know what you're doing what you need and i will uh, make a pick guard that is to your specifications and if you want to check out some of the projects uh that we talk about from time to time on here go over to instagram at pick guardian and the number one awesome jared pickups 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 and if you need a pickup go to brandonwellandpickups.com and check out what i have to offer uh rewinds and pickups and stuff like that and send us your pickup questions for our 101 Please yes. do. I cannot wait. I will also be let's asking see. everybody on the social medias to send me questions. Let's see if we reminder. can. Let's see if we can stump Jared. I think we got uh, a couple that might. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I like being stumped because then I learn as well. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, approach. All right, everybody, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or send me a DM on Instagram at guitar knobs and uh if it's addressed to the the group i will share it with everybody i share usually share everything anyways we would love to hear your would you rathers we need some of those some fresh ones appreciate it if you send it 
Sheldon Enns, thank you so much for joining us. We enjoyed talking with you, and your pedals are awesome. And we hope everybody goes and checks some of those out for you. It has been a pleasure. Awesome. Uh, we hope to meet you in person in some point in time. Until then, everybody have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. yeah. Uh, thing, but it may there happen. it is. That wasn't me, actually. <laughs> that one was. Sorry. Okay. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so stinky. I got to do this over. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, that was a, that smelled awful. It's technology. We are waiting on Big Jared. Okay. AKA my little buddy. I'm all set up for snacks, so. <laughs> well, you want to share? Did you bring enough for everyone? I smelled this awful egg fart smell on my mask. Oh my. <laughs> and I'm like so I guess when you run into somebody's fart, you it don't sticks. smell it. And, yeah, it sticks into the mask. And, you know, it, there's a slight delay because it was about two seconds after I shut the door and started walking away. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's all. Folks. Yeah. It's chocolate. Well, sort of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, I I look forward to screwing it's it up. It's unscripted. <laughs> You, yeah, J- Tony, you're gonna, <laughs> you're especially hey, gonna like the. You, how about turning that down a little bit? Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the uh, fluffy persuasion, and uh, <laughs> welcome I, to I, the club. I, I, Don't doesn't she know that dog's Vietnamese? Thank you. She can't understand him. <laughs> I would lick a fork for hours if I knew, knew it had good food on it. Pineapple habanero almonds. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the, the crap is this? <laughs> that actually sounds good. Pineapple habanero, yes, is. not uh. on an almond. Well, I'm working my way through some peaches and cream popcorn and some dry what? syrup. How you doing, man? Uh, how's I, Canada? That. Save it for the show, Tootsie. <laughs> man, that sounds so. Is that a like a Canadian thing or? I did not crap my pants, but I'm about to. So. Say it, Say it. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.